Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another episode of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. My name is JJ Jackson, and it's so great to have you here with us on the program today. So much fun things to talk about as Duke men's basketball got their 2022-2023 season. Jump started last night with an exhibition game against Fayetteville State. We're here to break it all the way down today as Duke was able to defeat Fayetteville State by a score of 82-45. to My pal Kevin Connolly, the site expert for Ball Durham, set to join me on the show today. If you haven't done so already, please follow and subscribe to Lockdown Blue Devils podcast for free wherever you get your podcasts. If you're listening on the Apple podcast platform, we would absolutely love for you to leave us a five-star rating and review. Your support of this show means the absolute world to us. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you hit subscribe. Sound off in the comments. What do you like about this team's upcoming uh, prospects for this 2022-2023 season? We want to hear and interact with you. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils, and you can follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. So without further ado, let me bring in my good pal, Kevin Connolly. He's back once again here on the show today. And uh, Kevin, boy, oh boy, what an amazing feeling it is knowing that we've got Duke basketball back in our lives, my friend. Yeah, finally, no more speculation. Kind of talk about something that happened on the court. So that's always a good sign. Uh, Signal that the offseason and preseason coming to an end and we get real hoops on Monday night. Yeah, we do. We're close to it. We're close to it. Monday, November 7th, we'll have that first game against Jacksonville. That actually means something. We got to see something last night, however, that wasn't Duke on Duke crime. It wasn't countdown to craziness. These guys weren't scrimmaging one another. Uh, We didn't get to obviously see footage from that not-so-secret scrimmage against Houston. We got a television broadcast of last night's game against Fayetteville State and a convincing win for Duke, as everyone expected in an exhibition like this. But uh, if there was one or two things that really stood out to you, what would those be, Kevin? Well, I, I think, like you said, it's an exhibition. doesn't count, so everything should be taken with a grain of salt here, um, playing against a, a Division II team. Um, but I, I was really impressed with Jacob Grandison. I thought he played really well, and, and I was kind of trying to gauge the, the stats. Obviously, there was no footage from that secret scrimmage against Houston, but I was trying to gauge the stats from that Houston game to last night against Fayetteville State. And and two things in particular I was really looking for was, one, an improvement from the shooting because that the shooting against Houston was was really bad. But, again, again it's, a, it's an exhibition. They only played 32 minutes. Things could have changed in the final eight minutes, whatever. But, I mean, Houston people are projecting to be a Final Four team. They're going to be one of the best teams in the country and, more importantly, one of the best defensive teams in the country. So that was probably a big wake-up call for a lot of the – uh, younger players like your Kyle Filipowski's and I mean Jaden Shute really didn't play and you're missing um, you're missing Lively and Whitehead but the other thing I was looking for is kind of the carryover Ryan Young played really well based on the stats in that Houston game one of the only Duke players to play really well and he carried that over into uh, last night's exhibition against Fayetteville State so um, I was really impressed with the shooting last night how it improved from last week against Houston and Ryan Young, that's going to be a key piece for this team because that's a veteran presence down low. Um, and he, he, you, you're gonna, ha- you're gonna hear a lot this year on the broadcast about 
man, he's going to be a fantastic YMCA player in 20 years. <laughs> You're going to hear a lot about that with Ryan Young. I feel it. He's got a lot of game, though, and it's it's really fun to watch him play. Uh, I, I think it is also important to point out for Duke fans not aware of uh, last night's activity, we did not see, as you said, Derek Whitehead and Derek Lively the second. Once again, they were in street clothes, held out of competition. So it's interesting. The big names we mentioned right out of the gates are the transfers. Jacob Grandison by way of Illinois, uh, Ryan Young by way of Northwestern. Last night, Jacob Grandison, 17 points, 6 of 9 shooting from the floor, 3 of 6 from deep. Ryan Young had a 12-point outing where he also had 6 rebounds for Duke as well. Really, really cool to see those transfers have that big of an impact uh, in their first time playing in Cameron Indoor. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I think shooting is was what many people were thinking about this team's biggest, one of their biggest strengths coming into the season. It was a little concerning seeing how bad they were um, against Houston. But again, I mean, Houston is projected to be one of the best teams and one of the best defensive teams in the country. Uh, the thing about Whitehead and Lively, if that game meant anything, Last night, I think Lively could have played. That's not, that's just kind of a feeling I'm getting around the program. Whitehead, I'm not entirely sure. Um, I have a feeling Lively will play Monday. Whitehead, I don't know, but I have a feeling Whitehead will probably be back um, for the Kansas game at the latest. But again, yeah. that's, not, that's not sourced. That's not, that's right. just, that's just a, a feeling I have um, from, you know, scooping around a little bit yeah no and it does seem like after uh after the exhibition last night john shire made it uh seem as though you're right that we will see Derek lively get to play on monday here four days from now against jacksonville but uh it might have even said a couple weeks away for Derek whitehead which is a little worrisome because here we are now 12 days away uh from that game on november 15th against kansas so that's looking way ahead uh, as we continue to kind of look at uh the impact of last night's win for Duke. Again, 82-45, the final score for Duke over Fayetteville State. A big lead at the break for Duke in this one as they jumped out to a 50-22 lead at halftime. Let's talk a little bit more about this year's Duke squad after our first break here on Locked On Blue Devils. Locked On Blue Devils today is brought to you by Simply Safe. If you thought about securing your home with home security, but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up. Right now, Duke listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. It is such an amazing product. It's named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report for now a third year in a row. Simply Safe is a whole home security system with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe security system at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. This is our biggest discount of the year. So don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Moving forward here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. Again, I'm JJ Jackson alongside the site expert for ballderham.com. His name is Kevin Connolly, and once again, he's back with me 
here on the show. So a big lead for Duke at the break, 50-22 to 22 at halftime. And then in the second half, we got to see a lot of the, uh, the younger guys, the guys that are going to be deeper on the bench, step up and play a little bit for Duke. Again, we understand the level of competition that uh, was obviously evident when you've got a top 10 team in the country in Duke and then a Division II opponent in Fayetteville State. But it is also fair to point out that if Duke did not play as well, did not win by as convincing of a margin, people would have panicked. There would have been a little bit of an overreaction, and so I definitely think it's fair to point that out as well. Exactly. I mean, you look at a couple of games, I, I know one specific, two specifically that stick out in Syracuse. I think they were losing at halftime of their first exhibition, and then I think they won by, I don't know, I think it was less than 10 in their second exhibition. Um, and then I think I saw Xavier was tied midway through the second half of one of their exhibitions. So, yeah, I mean, it, when you're the power conference team hosting a Division two or Division three team in one of these exhibitions, it's really a no-win situation because it's either you win by 70 and everyone says, yeah, well, it's only an exhibition. What are you going to do? Or you, you struggle and you're not as focused and you only win by 10. And everyone's like, oh, man, what's wrong with that team? They're, they're, they only won by 10 against a Division two team. They're going to stink this year. So it's kind of like a no-win situation, um, but Duke made the most of it. They won by 40, got some guys some work, and uh, that that was the most important thing. Yeah, here's one for you as well for to remind people if they didn't see this. Uh, Louisville lost yeah. to Lenore Ryan by 10. They lost, lost an exhibition game to Lenore Ryan by 10. That's crazy, but Louisville, is. I, I think they're going to be able to figure some things out. It's a really talented team. Uh, I think that um, Kenny Payne, Nolan Smith, Danny Manning, that staff, they're going to be able to get Louisville off and running. But uh, anyway, so it's important to point out that, that yes, it's Fayetteville State, but, yes, we can be impressed with some of the things that we saw last night in the game. Again, 82-45, the victory for Duke. You take a look at the lineup that Duke had for this one in particular. Mark Mitchell, Ryan Young, Jeremy Roach, Tyrese Proctor, and Kyle Filipowski. Uh, I think a lot of people – uh, were a fan of that lineup, getting to put uh, Filipowski out there with Ryan Young. They play off one another so well early, it seems at least, because we know of uh, Filipowski's three-point shooting. Uh, Kyle did go one for two from three-point range last night. But that early starting lineup, Kevin, what'd you think? It, it was interesting. Um, I, I was trying to – I didn't get to watch the game live. I got home late last night and watched it back on replay. And, and when I saw that, I said, okay – Who's the odd man out here opening night? Because you, you would imagine Derek Lively is going to start. Right. I, I would say it is Filipowski. That's just my gut feeling. Some people might say it's Mark Mitchell. But Mark Mitchell, again, even in that secret scrimmage against Houston, has pl played really well. Um, with Filipowski, you, you heard some whispers throughout the preseason that um, he's more of a two-, three-year guy. Um, he might not be ready to contribute right away, um, struggling in practice. And that kind of reared its ugly head in that in the stats in the secret scrimmage against Houston. But last night, I thought he played well. I thought um, he was crafty down low. You saw him early in the first half step outside and make that three pointer. Um, so I think it's gonna he's gonna be a continuing developing prospect. And I do agree um, that I think he's not a one and done. I think he's here for at least two, maybe three years, which is always a good sign when you can keep a highly touted prospect for a couple of years. Um, but again, I think he has the potential to be a really good player here at Duke. Um, I would just think uh, on opening night, he might be the odd man out if Lively plays. And then if Whitehead plays, then I think you get into a real debate on who that odd man out would be. Would it be Tyrese Proctor or would it be Mark Mitchell? 
Yeah, and we're not even mentioning Ryan Young in this equation as well, right? Because I don't know that we thought Ryan Young would be playing these these crazy starter minutes for Duke, but that's cu- the current position uh, that mm-hmm. Duke is in with Lively being out and that sort of thing. That is the number one question uh, that I'm really excited to, to see play out for Duke is those bigs. Is Derek Lively, Kyle Filipowski, Ryan Young, and throwing Mark Mitchell into the equation as well because he is so dynamic and he's so big, how do you put all of them on the floor at once? Uh, you're not going to put them all on the floor at once, you know what I'm saying? But just distributing those minutes and that sort of thing of the bigs, that's always a, a big question for me. Yeah, I think you can go up and down this roster and you can find a couple of X factors. So, like, I think Tyrese Proctor is an X factor. Um, obviously, you don't want to include the stars of Jeremy Roach and Lively and, and Whitehead, but I think Mark Mitchell is probably the most under-the-radar X factor. Because he's kind of like the guy in this freshman class that no one's really talking about. I mean, obviously, Lively and Whitehead get all the the accolades and the big names. And then Filipowski was a five-star top-rated recruit. And those three, because they're all, I mean, forwards to centers, they, they kind of take the luster away from Mark Mitchell, who's an outstanding prospect in his own right. So I, I think Mark Mitchell has a chance, at least for the first couple of weeks, to fly under the radar. And then, like, if he has a big game, say, in a win against Kansas – then the buzz around him will start to grow as they head to Portland for the uh, PK. Was it PK eighty five this yes, year? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, awesome play from Mark Mitchell last night. Loved watching him out there on the floor. Five of eight, zero of two from three point range for Mark Mitchell, but made all five of his free throws. Fifteen point six rebounds, two assists. Duke last night went fourteen for fourteen from the free throw line. Not a single miss from the charity stripe, which is a a trend that. Uh, Kevin, unfortunately, that's not going to continue throughout the entire season. But, man, it'd be amazing if it did. And hopefully the Stoop team does knock down free throws. Well, I mean, again, I I don't want to keep harping on that secret scrimmage against Houston. But, like, the free throw line was Duke's best form of offense in that game. (laughs) So, like, maybe this is something that uh, we can expect going forward because there has been some free throw issues at Duke in the past couple of years. Um, Not to open up sore wounds, but um, as – through the preseason, this team looks like they can knock them down for the charity strike, which is always good. If someone's going to give you free points, got to take them. Recapping Duke's exhibition win over Fayetteville State, 82-45, the final score. Let's talk about the guards. The guards made such an impact last night. Mentioned Jacob Grandison a little bit earlier, but more conversations on some of those guards when we come back here on Locked On Blue Devils. Today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils is brought to you by Sweat Block. What an amazing product Sweat Block is one of their latest customer reviews comes from Mike, who is a Vegas resort concierge who was sweating through his suit coat on the job in less than an hour. Well, not anymore, thanks to Sweat Block. Sweat Block wipes are a must-have for everyone's toiletry bag. Whether it's a big presentation or a hot date, everyone can benefit from. I use Sweat Block and absolutely love the product. It's such an added bonus. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try SweatBlock. Save 20% with promo code LOCKEDON at SweatBlock.com, also available on Amazon. Final few moments here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. I'm JJ Jackson alongside Kevin Connolly, the site expert for Ball Durham. Tell me a little bit about BallDurham.com, Kevin. What all do you guys have going on over there? Well, we got everything going on. Ball Durham, anything you want. Uh, Duke Athletics, we got it. Basketball, football. How about this football team? We talked about it a little bit earlier on in the year. We didn't think they were going to be this good, but, man, are they fun to watch. 
um, NBA players, NFL players, um, soccer, foot, baseball, football, basketball. We got it all. Anything you want, we got balldurham.com. Come give us a look. Uh, I don't think you'll be disappointed. Yeah, really a big fan of your coverage. Del Barris has done a great job covering that Duke football team, and here they are one win shy of bowl eligibility. Awesome stuff for Mike Elko in year one. All right, let's talk about the guards for Duke last night. And uh, Tyrese Proctor is someone we mentioned a little bit earlier. Proctor on the night for Duke had seven points, three rebounds, three assists. He was uh, three of five from the floor, one of one from three-point range. That three-point make was right at the top of the key, right before the halftime buzzer for Duke. Uh, what a clean shot it was for Proctor, but a uh, big fan of his game. He was out running early, starting the break for Duke, and uh, I can't wait to see what he looks like uh, throughout this entire season. Yeah, I agree. I think this Duke team in, in their guards, I mean, really one through four, they can run the break no matter who's out there. Um, probably the only person you don't want handling the ball is a Ryan Young or or maybe even like a Derek Lively, but like this team can run with anybody – um, Tyrus Proctor almost runs like a deer, man. Is that guy fast? Um, <laughs> uh, he's going to be fun to watch again. It's his shooting that you, uh, that you want to see that improve, not improvement from, but you want to see that good shooting from. And uh, in terms of Jeremy Roach, I mean, a couple of people have asked me, are you, are you concerned about him? I mean, the stats didn't prove that he was that great against Houston. Um, last night he was only two for six. Yeah, but he was two for six with seven points and eight assists. I'll take that from a point guard. You're not expecting not expecting 20, 15 to 20 points out of Jeremy Roach every right. night. So um, I think there's a good. this is a good guard group. Um, I'm inter- You know who I'm really interested to see? Jalen Blakes. Yep. What role is he going to play on this team? Because didn't get that much time against Houston. Um, played a lot last night and played well last night. Again, it's a Division II team. You expect him um, to rise above them and play well. Uh, but I, I'm interested to see, does he fill in like that backup point guard role? Or does someone like Tyrese Proctor split his time between the one and the two? Blakes was great. As you mentioned, 12 points, four rebounds, three assists. Made all three of his free throws, one of two from three-point range as well. Got out and ran also. I mean, you you mentioned that kind of final guard spot in the rotation. Jaden Shute and Jalen Blakes are going to be battling for it. Uh, I'm such a big fan of of Jaden Shute. I've made that no secret here on uh, Lockdown Blue Devils. He went 0 for 2 from the floor, both of his shots from three-point range. So I have seen him miss a three-pointer, despite all the highlights that Duke put up from scrimmages and practice where he was making absolute everything. Uh, I can't confirm he's human uh, and does miss a couple of jump shots from time to time. But uh, I love what Jalen Blakes had. A lot of people uh, bring up someone like Jordan Goldwire from years past where you're not necessarily um, certain of what you're going to get offensively. But what you do know you're going to get from a player like that is commitment on the defensive end of the floor, all-out effort, rebounding. Just effort is the biggest thing, I think, that comes to mind. And for Jalen Blakes, if he is able to add that level of offense, like, yeah, he's going to earn himself minutes. It's not a matter of can he play or not. He's going to earn himself an opportunity to be out on the floor and play. So kudos to Jalen Blakes. He gets my tip of the cap uh, as the sophomore. Again, only two people came back from last year's squad, Jeremy Roach, and then Jalen Blakes, who barely played at all last year as a true freshman. So shout out to him for uh, making some plays last night. Yeah, and I, I will say I think right now it's pretty clear on who's ahead in the rotation. I think Blakes is ahead of shoot. Um, I, I think that's kind of clear. I mean, Blakes, what did he play, almost 28 minutes last night? Yeah. Shoot almost 16. Um, and, and then you look at that Houston game, and, and shoot didn't really play at all. 
with a shorthanded Duke team. You know what I mean? Against, um, I wouldn't say they were playing that like it was an actual game, but um, John Shire certainly didn't go as deep into his bench as he did last night. Um, so it, the the minutes allotment is going to be interesting to see. Um, I think that I think it's good for this team that the Champions Classic isn't the first game of the year. I think this team, given that they have had Whitehead and Lively sidelined and not playing in these scrimmages um, the past two weeks, I think they're going to need those first two games against um, Jacksonville and USC Upstate um, before they go into Kansas. And then they get a couple of more bye games before they head out to uh, the West Coast. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm glad basketball season is here. I'm glad we're going to be able to see uh, Duke kind of integrate those two injured players and in, in Lively and Whitehead back into the mix. And then uh, next thing you know, on Monday, we will see some Duke basketball, a game that actually matters, and uh, the coaching debut for John Shire as uh, the Duke Blue Devils head coach. So going to be a whole lot of fun. And, and, Kevin, I'm certainly looking forward to many more conversations with you throughout basketball season. Thanks again for taking the time to join me on the show today, man. No problem, man. And if anyone had told you last year that the Champions Classic, say maybe two years ago now, would be John Shire against Norm Roberts, what would you have said? <laughs> I wouldn't have believed you, that's for sure. Wouldn't have believed yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's, that, that's going to be a fun storyline to talk look. about. No kidding. Kevin, we'll talk again soon, okay? All right, take care, man. Have a good one. All right, that's a Kevin Connolly joining us here on Locked On Blue Devils today. Check out balldurham.com for all of their amazing work, ball underscore Durham on Twitter. All right, that's going to do it for today's show here with Locked On Blue Devils. A whole lot of fun on the program today and certainly appreciate your support of the show. If you haven't done so already, follow and subscribe to our podcast for free wherever you get your podcasts. Also, watch us on YouTube each and every day subscribe on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Follow our show on Twitter as well at LO underscore Blue Devils. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow when we chat with our good pal AJ Black, a crossover episode of the Locked On Boston College show, Duke and Boston College. Play football tomorrow night. That's coming up tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.